3: show. Happy
4: Tuesday.
3: This is Rory Sauter, your host as always. It is a pleasure to be with all of you. We have not been together in about a week. Um, I have missed all of you. It is great to be back. I hope you all uh, had a fantastic weekend. Um, I do want to obviously take a moment of silence first and foremost for our um, amazing veterans who are such a... Um, the it's such a, you know, a strong inspiration and, he, and, you know, the biggest heroes in our country and they make the biggest impact and, uh, you know, they they fight for our freedom. Freedom is not free. And, you know, they, it's, it's amazing how those guys every day put their lives on the line, uh, for us, you know, for, for us to, for our security and our freedom and, you know, just for our safety. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, but we have these warriors. So everybody, please take a moment of silence. Uh, I do want to, um, you know, honor them and, uh, you know, bless bless their hearts. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you for the moment of silence. Yes, they, they are the real heroes in this country, our veterans. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, uh, people may look up to sports stars or celebrities or, you know, whoever. Uh, but, you know, those aren't the people that... Are the um, you know uh, the, the the real the real heroes? Like I said, I mean it's it's these it's these soldiers that are on the battlefield every day uh, fighting with their blood, sweat, and tears. I mean it's a it's a nonstop job, and uh, I, I tell you, God bless them. Um, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of energy and a lot of I'll tell you, stamina. I mean, it's unreal what some of these guys go through. Um, Anyways, I do want to start the show thanking all of my uh, guests from last week. Um, My audience has been amazing, Uh, my co-hosts, my sponsors. Um, We keep growing and growing. We're now downloadable in 18 uh, different countries. Uh, So so the the show is doing really well. And uh, we have our new network, as you know, and uh, we have a lot of plans for it, and we're going to expand it, and uh, it's going to be a twenty four seven news source. Uh, but you guys can check it out; it's TheNextGenUSA.com. Again, that's t h e n e x g e n u s a dot com. Um, and you know, it's it's really cool um, how you know this this journey uh, has just been it's it's just been amazing. I mean, it's you know we've done over 100 episodes, just keeps getting better and better. You know, life is, uh, life is good. I mean, you know, the, this is a, a truly an honor and a privilege uh, to be able to share my insight uh, with you all uh, on a weekly uh, basis and, uh, you know, shine my light. Um, and same with my co-hosts, same with my guests. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll always get a lot of good feedback. People love the show. Um, and it's, you know, I, I'm just very proud and very thankful I want to say we have a huge show tonight um, And we have a lot to talk about uh, You know, because I've been gone for a week So there's so many things to address and, and get to Which we will I do want to welcome my co-hosts, obviously uh, Legislative Affairs for President Ronald Reagan International security expert Islamic historian, political activist And best-selling author Valerie Greenfeld How are you?
1: Good Rory, thanks for having me on your show.
3: Absolutely. And uh my uh good pal, co-host, lobbyist, political activist, uh Josh Halavate. How are you, buddy out of Ohio?
2: Doing well, doing well. How are you, Rory? Good, man. Good to have you on as always.
3: Um, and a uh, huge show tonight. We do have economists, the entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall Newsmax, the live and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. Dr. Michael Busser will be calling in. We also have one a, a very good friend of the show and very smart, talented, and, and successful guy, oil and natural gas investor, foreign policy analyst, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to the Daily Caller, Clash Daily, at Daily Surge and the Hill, Dan Perkins, uh who's on the line with us right now. Um Dan, how are you, buddy? I'm fine, thank you and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's always a pleasure. Um and uh we really appreciate you, you coming on. And and I also I also want to welcome our our uh good friend, uh political activist ISIS and Al-Qaeda escapee, um, and, you know, best-selling author, IQ al Razuli, My friend, how are you? And Radical Islam, my Thank you.
0: Good to be with you. Good to be with
3: you, too. We're going to get into a lot of things. Uh, first and foremost, though, um, I'm, la- I'm really, you know, and I think everybody's laughing at this, at the fact that Jim Acosta um, has been booted from the White House. He's been completely 86 banned uh, for his, you know, uh, ridiculous and childish outbursts uh, last week, Uh, just constantly interrupting the president, having no damn respect, you know, just trying to, you know, poke, 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 poke. And we all know he's trying to be provocative. I mean, that's what CNN hires him for. Jim Acosta's job. Is to go in this White House and cause as much trouble as possible. I mean, this guy—he's a—he's a disease. He—he—he—he's not out there for honest reporting. People are trying to defend him and call him—he, you know—a uh, genuine and great journalist. Give me a break. The guy's a, a liberal entertainer. That's the only thing he is. I mean, this guy is nothing else, and it's just pathetic. I mean, I get you need ratings for your network, and you, you, you'll you do whatever it takes, and you know you can get under the president's skin, so you got your boss at CNN telling you what to do and paying you millions of dollars a year to go in there. And, you know, we all knew at some point, you know, with, with what Acosta was pulling, this is not the first time he has pulled these shenanigans uh, with interrupting the president, uh, getting under the president's skin. Uh, being rude to other people, uh, interrupting other reporters. I mean, it goes on and on. Being in the White House with, with media, media credentials is a privilege. It is not a right. It is not entitlement. You, that's, an, that's something you are earned and, you know, something that is, is not uh, given. To, to just any Joe Schmo. You, and people have to act appropriately and accordingly. Uh, and, you know, cost is just ridiculous. I want to play this clip and we're going to talk about it. Um, but Jesus Christ, Jim. I mean, Jimmy, this guy's a nut job. Um, here we go, though. There's a few of them. Uh, first one, rotate tape. One, two. Okay.
5: Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I- challenge you on on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in in the midterms that here, this, here we go that, well <laughs> if you let's don't mind, go, Mr. Go. president that this caravan was an invasion as you know Mr. president the caravan was not an invasion it's a it's a, a group of migrants moving up from central america towards the border with the us
4: thank you for telling and me that I
5: why why did you why did you characterize it as such
4: uh, and, because I consider it an invasion, you and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you
5: demonized immigrants
4: not as as a No, not to try I, to want keep them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. But you your, campaign ha- wait, your campaign. wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right.
5: But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. that's true. It, for,
4: it, but they it, weren't it, actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? Uh, they weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people, this was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh,
5: They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of you miles away. that That's I not an invasion. Should, honestly,
4: uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings are well, be much better. If I, if okay, I
5: may ask one of the question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may Peter, ask one other ahead. question, are
4: you worried? A, that's enough. That's
5: Mr. enough. Mr. President, i, did, that's well, I enough to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. miss I'm, I'm, president me.
4: That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if
5: I may ask, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that. That you may have. I'm not concerned about anything with you the may have Russian investigation
4: because it's a hoax. Are you that's wor- enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? <laughs> Mr. President, I tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in, ahead, Jim, Peter. Go ahead. In, in Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, I'm not Mike a big fan of, of yours either. So I understand. To be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You repeatedly said you, you are the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly over the course okay, of just sit down, please. Well, when you, when you report fake news, no, when you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Mr. President, yep. over, the course, over the course of the last several days of the campaign, sir, sir, at the end of the campaign, you repeatedly said that Americans need to fear Democrats. You said Democrats...
5: Hundreds of miles away. There. away there. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's not an invasion, could, honestly. Uh, I did, well, that's I was enough. Ask one of the, the other folks that's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Miss President. Me, that's enough. Miss President, I had one other question if go. Go. I may ask on on the Russia investigation. Did, that's well, enough. ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Miss I'm, I'm, President. Me, that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other question if I may ask on on the Russia investigation. Are you
4: concerned that that you may have? I'm not concerned about anything with the Russian
5: investigation
3: jesus christ um i mean jim acosta is all over the place and then i want to you know play this clip real quick of you know trump discussing uh after the fact of you know the whole jim acosta situation
6: one second
3: give me one second let me play this where is that tape here it is all that
4: was Nobody manipulated it. Give me a break. See, that's just dishonest reporting. All that is is a close-up. See, that's just—that is just dishonest reporting. I watched that. I heard that last night. They made it close-up. They showed it close-up. And he was not nice to that young woman. I don't hold him for that, because it wasn't overly, you know, horrible. But, it was, but all that was, when you say doctor, you're a dishonest guy. Because it wasn't doctored. They gave a close-up view. That's not doctoring. Are
3: you thinking about So let, let, let's get this straight real quick. So, and I want everybody to, to talk on this. Jim Acosta goes into this press briefing, acts like a total jackass, interrupts people, tries to basically, uh, in a sense, You know, he verbally – He did. He actually did verbally assault this the 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 person that was trying to take the mic from him. And you know, there was just no cooperation. And then people want to say the liberals on the left are saying the video was doctored when when the woman, uh, uh, you know, they're trying to say the woman assaulted him by grabbing the microphone out of his hand, which and and grabbed him and slapped his wrist. But which isn't the case. And that's why Trump is responding. I mean, Acosta and CNN are perfect at playing the victim. And let's face it, the caravan, when they play, oh, they play the role, oh, these are all innocent children coming, for a, coming to America for a better life and, and single mothers. Give me a fucking break. Do you know how many sex offenders and, and criminals have been arrested at the border recently? Hundreds and hundreds. And, and traffickers, I mean, it's a constant thing. Um but you know this is this is not nu- this is nuts you know uh we have a lot to get to but i I do want everybody 's thoughts on this Josh, go ahead
0: i I would like to mention something a few a few hours ago we were discussing exactly the same subject. This is not a caravan, this is an invasion, and if you allow this one to go through, you will be followed by hundreds of so called caravans. And what would the United States of America do? You've got to remember something. Yes. The minute you give these people any chance of asylum in any way, shape, or right. form on American territory, you will have to take care of their health, their education, right. their welfare, right. their benefits. Who's going to pay for it?
3: Exactly. The taxpayer. And once you the American them,
0: taxpayer. You,
3: exactly. It's like once you get. It's like the saying: once you give somebody an inch. They take a mile. I mean, it's, it's like that. Like, you give them a little and then they want more and then they take take take. They've been abusing our system for so many years, and our government we spend, oh, we spend billions of dollars with a B on illegal immigrants every year with their costs and their welfare. Uh, it's disgusting. Trump is putting an end to it. President Trump even announced uh, assailants will no longer be accepted at the border because let's face it. It's a, it's a system where they take advantage, 90% of them. Maybe you got that 10% that are there that, you know, are having really bad issues, you know, in their country. But this is, this is a lot of entitlement. You know, there's a lot of uh, non-background checks. There's no vetting. I mean, we don't know where these people are coming from in terms of, you know, their, their past and their, you know, their criminal background and, you know, what their lifestyle is. I mean, it's just there's a lot of sick stuff. And it was even announced – over the weekend, um, I, I, forget, I forget which country, but basically the United States told, the, told these illegals, if you come here, you're not getting welfare, and then they said, oh, we don't want to go to America. And I'm clapping. I'm like, good, good. We don't want you. We don't want taxpayers paying for you. You come here, you have to work, like Trump said. You have to have a job in place if you want to receive any sort of benefits, you're not going to mooch off the system. You're not going to take advantage any longer. Um, Josh, your thoughts.
2: Yeah. You know, real quick, I don't have anything super complicated to say. Acosta was completely out of line with what he was, what he was was doing. You know, Trump already was saying he didn't want to go to him. uh, And then he was fighting through that. You know, if, if he had just, if if the altercation between him and the, uh, the you know the White House employee had come just from that, then so be it. But the problem is, it was already clear that Trump didn't want to take a question, uh, and yet he kept pushing, and that's when it got uh, to the point in question. So he was completely out of line. Um, I'm fantastic that he's been banned from the White House, and just to, you know to touch on the 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 caravan moving forward, I, I think it's kind of uh, <laughs> hilarious that you know. Tr- Trump, Trump used the term of invasion and sure it's not an actual invasion because they haven't crossed over the border yet. Sure. But the, you know, it was, it was a play on words and it's hilarious how these Democrats try to pick things out like that. And that's all they run on. It's like, you know, uh, if that's all you got, you're not looking so hot right now.
3: Exactly. You're absolutely right, Josh. Um, You know, you make great points and you know, it's, yeah, you're right. They really don't have anything to run on. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that are, are so sickening of, of, of what the Democratic Party stands for and how they defend these second-class citizens. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, Valerie, your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, I just feel like this is just another example of, of how the Democrats are using bullying as a tactic. And, you know, from from the way that Trump was treated to these recounts on all of these elections in Arizona and in in Florida, I mean, I just feel like it's time for Republicans to stand up and and stop, you know, uh, being run over and being bullied. And I think the fact that Trump threw him out is great because, you know, it's like all this time, we're, Republican. We're so, we're so polite, and we, you know, allow these things, and, it, you know, now, finally, somebody's doing something, and that's going to make a change, and I wish that this would stick, um, and, and that, you know, Sarah Sanders would have a little bit more power to throw them out herself. Because you know she's just been bullied, and she's amazing. Oh yeah. But she's put up, had to put up with this. I mean, this is the White House, and the President of the United States. We're even having the conversation. I mean, there's there's yeah, not a and you yeah, and you bring up you bring up
3: a really good point when you when you when you talk about Sarah Sanders being bullied. I mean, imagine if that was a liberal a liberal. Everybody would be saying sexism. The left would be calling, you know, all of these women's groups you know but it's a republican woman so it's a double standard nobody you know nobody talks about it nobody nobody uh, exactly. what about her woman's rights you know they democrats always talk about woman empowerment and women but i mean they, you're right they treat her and they treat every conservative woman like they're trash i mean it you know it's it's sick uh it's a, it's a double standard it's hypocrisy at its finest um you know, there's just no, no really um, way to explain it. I mean, they're just sick people. And they, and they can't, they don't really practice what they preach, like I've been saying for a long time. Um, you know, Dan, I know you want to speak on this. Dan Perkins, everybody. And, and let, me, let me introduce Dan Perkins. Uh, very smart guy, very good friend of the show, natural gas investor foreign policy analysis, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to Daily Caller, Clash Daily, LiveZet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. How are you, my friend?
7: I'm fine, thank you. Uh, let me, uh, I know that uh, maybe Valerie's old enough, but maybe not, um, to remember this person. Um, yeah. And this person became the standard of the attack newsman, and his name was Sam Donaldson.
1: <laughs> Do you
7: remember him, Valerie?
1: Oh, I'm or definitely not. not old enough. <laughs> I was actually okay. working All in right. the White House. I was working in the White House when he was there. Yeah. And he so had a he, reputation of being such a womanizer. Um Well, that's not the reputation I was
7: concerned about. <laughs> 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 I was his his style it was uh, similar to Acosta, although Acosta has taken saying? it to a much higher level. Um, it's interesting that when when he lost his credentials, uh, there was this big bluster late last week that uh, what we're going to have is CNN and Acosta were going to sue the president. Yeah, yeah they're today, suing the White today, House.
3: They're, pl- they're playing the victim and suing the White House. It's absolutely a ridiculous. Sorry, Dan, go ahead.
7: But what what they were talking about filing a suit today, they are rethinking whether they want to file a suit because they do not want to be associated with a lawsuit of CNN versus Donald Trump. And. <laughs> I don't know whether they're, good, whether they're not going to do it or not, but um, you, you, the point that you made that was very important, Roy, is that, that your credentials, I have press credentials, um, and you have to apply for them. Uh, I don't have press credentials to the White House, although I, I'm going to try and get some. But his credentials at the White House are not a right. They are a privilege. And yes. the, the the White House does not have to extend that privilege, and they can suspend it any time they want. And so, but the, but the other liberal media is supporting him. Some of the conservative media is not. The point is, do, does the press have an obligation to ask questions? Yes, because when the founders put this country together they defined three branches of the government, the judiciary, the legislative, and the administrator. But they also said, said, when they put in the freedom of speech and freedom of the press, that the role of the press was the fourth estate and that they had a responsibility to the citizens to report the goings-on of the three branches of government. And so the press has always had somewhat of an adversarial relationship with all three branches of the government. It has been since Donald Trump came into power, but other Republicans, when they came into power, Bush 41 and Bush 43 were attacked, 43 more so than Bush, were attacked by the media but in the in the attack right. of the media on Donald Trump, it has reached a new level i I, oh, yeah. I oh. think they're going oh, yeah. they're going to drop the suit and because uh, they don't want to have that that stain on their record for history but uh, I don't think that Jim Acosta is coming back into the White House as long as and this is where I absolutely support what Valerie is saying if the White House decides to suspend, permanently s- suspend Acosta's privileges. It is sending a message to the media. There is yep. a certain amount of respect for the office of President of the United States. And yes. if you are privileged, privileged yes. to come into the White House, into the press room, and have an opportunity, or wherever yes. it is, to have a conversation Absolutely. and ask questions to the United States President, it's got to be done in yep. a respectful way. It can be – you can challenge, you can ask yep. hard questions, yep. but you cannot insult the office of President of the United States,
3: well, and that's well, where he went fa- too far. Yeah, let's, fa- let's face the facts here. You're absolutely right. I want to bring up the first point, the, the, one of the points you made, which I thought was very interesting and, and, and exactly on point, and I've been talking about this for a long time. The attacks on Bush – were nothing, nothing compared to how they attacked Trump. I mean, it's gone to a whole nother level. I mean, this is something that – I mean, we've never seen this much hostility and animosity towards uh, any individual, I don't think, in, in history. I mean, this is this is bad. This is, I mean, it, it's terrible. And, you know, when you bring up the point about uh, getting rid of Acosta and – Probably never letting him come back. which he he probably won't go back. To, I mean, they probably won't let him back in. Uh, it's setting the standard. It's it's being firm. It's being direct. It's basically telling these news media outlets: you guys better behave yourselves and shape up and maybe rethink the way you do some things with your curriculum. Um, and, and it's kind of just a, a wake up call. I mean, it really is because yeah. there's going to be no there's going to be no tolerance. And let's not forget, let's not forget, Obama kicked out several reporters during his time in office, and I was just seeing past videos about this on YouTube, and uh, the media was cheering about it. So when Donald Trump does it, you know, it's, oh, God, it's, it's terrible. But when Obama does it, they cheer it on. I mean, it, it's just disgusting. It's like blame Trump for all your problems. I mean, that's what it is these days. Trump, it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. Give me a, I mean, great. Great.
7: But the issue, the issue, Roy, is – and I've talked about this many, many times on your show and other shows all over the country
3: yeah.
7: – that for 40 years the Democrats controlled policy and the direction of the government in Washington, D.C. Whether they were in the White House or controlled the Congress didn't make any difference. They gave incoming freshmen, senators and congressmen, and presidents, what the playbook was, and that was the rules of how you were to conduct yourself and what you were supposed to do if we decide to attack you. And as Valerie pointed out so aptly a few moments ago, that the, that the the reaction to the Republicans of an attack by the Democrats was to be polite, go to the corner and sit down and wait for permission to come out. The reason why – the hostility is there against Donald Trump is because Donald Trump threw the playbook back in their face and said, I'm not going to play by those rules. And so they are trying to force him to play by their rules, and he continually says, I'm not going to do that. We had an example today where a lady, the New York Times, printed a story about supposedly – a new test missile in North Korea. And in fact, it was fake news. So the credibility continues to decline of the of the reliability and the effectiveness and the truthfulness of the mainstream media, while at the same time, more and more Americans, according <laughs> to surveys, are becoming less interested in what the press has to say when they're attacking the president or people from his administration. Yeah, very very well said, and I and do want to. I
1: have, I have go ahead, I have Valerie. A quick comment. Thank you. Um, with regard to the um, this um, lawsuit, I mean, there's no case here, and I think it reminds me, and IQ, if you have something to say about that, it reminds me a lot of these many many lawsuits that are being made by the radical Muslims, radical Islamists. Um and they know they're going to lose, but they're doing it just for the p r just to get it out there that they that they you know want to challenge um you know whatever organization they want to say is anti islam and i I think that the the is doing the same thing here, and c n n just because one guy is thrown out. Um, it doesn't mean that CNN is not being represented by the, you know, they they have so many people in there and, and it's just one guy. It's not like they're trying to take away the freedom of the press. And I, I the way that they tried to make that, you know, that pr- Trump is not doing the right thing by the first amendment was just, it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, you're at, you're absolutely right. Well said. And I want to get Josh's thoughts and then, uh, I want to introduce our next oh. guest, uh, Josh. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, real quick as always. Um, I I think what Valerie just said it was fantastic. Take your it's time, not like... hey, but, but, buddy. Buddy, yeah. buddy, take your time.
6: Hey,
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I I got a short thought here. I just think that you know what Valerie said was is is spot on because it's not like they're kicking CNN out of the White House. Uh, they're just kicking one reporter who, you know, frankly, has been a pain in the butt for a while. Um, and he, he I mean, he basically gave them the easiest reason in the book to kick somebody out, you know, to take away his press credentials. Uh, you know, like I said, it was absolutely, it was more than anything, it was just poor taste in general. Uh, you know, he's been in the game long enough. He should know better um, than to do what he did, especially, you know, and he he's been trying to push. The limit ever since Trump's been in office I mean to be fair it is his job as a reporter To push the limit um, But he finally met his limit But the problem was he met his limit a while ago And he just kept pushing over it Because uh, frankly the sanity Has gone from the way he used to act But obviously when Obama was in office We never heard any problems about it Oh yeah no, You're absolutely right No, Absolutely uh,
3: let, let, me, let me see who this is I'm, You know a lot of times I don't take random phone calls but you know I do every once in a while let's see who this is real quick hold on thank you for calling the Rory Sauter show who am i speaking with
8: yes this is mike i don't
3: what's up this is mike i, I mike uh, first time calling the show
8: no i when uh, i q Resuli was here i i called you remember
3: Oh, yeah, IQ, Uh, Don IQ. Yes, yes, my
8: friend. Yes, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. I don't. Do you remember? IQ, are you there? No, no, no. I'm here. not IQ. Are you from Hong Kong, if I remember? No, no, no. Or Singapore. Or Singapore. Singapore? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He knows better than you guys. He is memory good. Kefa you Ya Habibi. IQ.
0: كيف حالك أنت كيف حالك? What's on your mind? أهلاً
8: وسهلًا مرحبًا. شكراً. أهلاً
0: وسهلًا. شكراً.
8: What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Yes, yes. I need to ask IQ al-Rasuli, my dear friend, and uh, you know, uh, what's going on with all these Syrian refugees? Are we going to ever have a bad, a good luck with them or bad luck? It seems you are going to have more bad luck than the good luck.
0: You're right. By the way, they, they called the people coming from Afghanistan, from Pakistan, and from Africa, they called them Syrian refugees. Syrians are oh. not black. Syrians are not black people. They're not African. Syrians are not from Southeast Asia either. But the news media like we have been discussing now, have been fake for the last 60 years, and they continue to be fake. They lie and lie and lie. But unfortunately, from my point of view as an outsider looking in, 49% of the American public are stupid, literally stupid. Uh, And I'm not going to retract on this, because look what they have done. They have elected to the House Democrats. Why would anybody elect to the House Democrats when the economy is doing fantastic, when black unemployment is one of the lowest in the history, when Hispanic and minorities is lowest, when lower number of people on benefits than ever before. Why would anybody elect Democrats? That's why I'm coming to the conclusion that 49 percent are completely stupid. But uh, as you said, this is not-they uh, they are not refugees. It's an invasion. Whether it's coming from Latin America or coming from Turkey or coming from anywhere on, on earth. Any Muslim coming to the West will never integrate, will never assimilate, and will always undermine. Valerie, a few minutes ago, she said about radical Muslims uh, taking other people to court. That's CARE, CAIR, the Council of American Islamic Relations.
4: Yes, yes. They do absolutely. that
0: all the time. And nobody in the whole of the United States has the backbone to say, since they are Muslims and care is Islamic, then they abide by sharia. The fact that they abide by sharia, and Linda Sarsour always said publicly that she loves sharia, then she is automatically a traitor to the American people and a traitor to the American Constitution. This is not negotiable. This is not arguable. The Sharia is the nemesis of every human freedom known to humanity. Valerie, what do you think?
4: Valerie, Valerie, go ahead,
8: please. Valerie,
1: I agree a hundred percent, and I think more if we could get more people to talk about it, I think it would be helpful um, to getting more people on on our side. Um, you know because People are afraid to be call, to be called a racist or a bigot or an Islamophobe, and that's the whole tactic. That's the PR tactic that they're using, and it's working, unfortunately. Uh,
8: yes, uh, M- uh, Mr. Iqbal Rasuli, my friend, you know. Uh, We are not talking about the doctors, lawyers, and those people who are already established 40 years and are second uh, or first generation or even third generation American. We are not talking about them. So we should always put a line there. We are not talking about them because we want them in our side. Am I correct? Uh, You're
0: absolutely correct but the number of people you're talking about who assimilate and integrate into American society, most of them are not Muslim. Most of them are Christians from Muslim lands. Christians automatically assimilate. Hindus assimilate. Buddhists assimilate. Jews assimilate. Muslims are prohibited from assimilation. And this single item which is true, which is a fact, for anybody who reads the Qur'an, as I said a million times, read only eight chapters, chapter two to chapter nine inclusive, and you'll have to come to exactly the same conclusion that I have come to. Sharia cannot be alive and lives peacefully with the American Constitution. Sharia cannot live peacefully with any Constitution which is not from Allah. It's that simple. It's not complicated. And as I said, and Valerie Absolutely. agreed, nobody in America comes up and says, but these are the facts. Show me. Why am I the foreigner, the outsider looking in, always trying to defend America? More than Americans are defending America. Ask Dan Perkins. Who cares more uh, But about you are America? not
8: the only one. I mean we are also I agree with we have you, many 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 people and
0: we are defending yes, America
8: sir. Absolutely absolutely uh, I agree. But, but at the same time you know this uh, you know there was an incident in uh, one of the canadian major cities in one of the uh, you know sh- shopping store I mean this guy uh, he was uh, you know disabled on the wheelchair some he saw two hijabis. And told them, uh, you know, in this uh, free land, why are you still putting a job on yourself? Oh, my gosh. They got his video. He was over on internet and a human rights commission of uh, thing, and at the same time, somebody else came, uh, hit him. Hit him, uh, put uh, uh, his disabled uh, his chair, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, uh, almost he was falling, but uh, that's not racism. But he, what he said to them, he, they got so offended and mad. Go ahead,
0: please. You're right. The question is this. Ask any Muslim to find where in the Quran the word hijab indicates the covering of a woman in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't exist. And I'm challenging every human being listening now the sum of two hundred thousand dollars to find this word in the quran you can't find it and if you can't find it how are they claiming it is part and parcel of their religion because they're lying and the media defends so the, question,
1: the question Sorry. I have for you gentlemen is um, you know I think people come over to the United States because they want freedom and they want to they want to be but, um, they want to use our constitution, not necessarily Sharia law. So if they're coming over here for freedom no, no, and no. they still aren't free, okay. they still aren't no. free because they're they're still um, living in an enclave, maybe in Michigan somewhere, um, under Sharia law. Then it's really not quote unquote America.
8: Uh, actually, racial of the immigration. Of the Sharia. Sorry. Hi, Valerie, let me tell you after President <laughs> Donald Trump uh, took took office, the uh, rate of immigration make, make, from make, the...
3: make this make this conversation quick. We got to move on to the next topic. Sure. We give this about sure, two sure, more minutes. Go ahead
8: though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. after the uh, Donald Trump went uh came to the power. Uh so a lot of uh, people left the Detroit, Michigan, Flint, Michigan. They went back to Canada. You know? They said we cannot take it anymore. Why? Because Canada is more uh, sympathetic to them. Go ahead, Mr. I could, uh, sorry, my friend.
0: No, you're right, but I mean, we can beat this dead horse for a million times. The answer is simple. Somebody should take care to court as an enemy of the people, but nobody is willing to do that, not even Trump. And yet all the facts are available. You cannot be a Muslim, a good Muslim, and a loyal citizen among non-Muslims. It cannot be done. That's it. That's it. That's the end of conversation, literally. And thank you so much for calling.
3: Thank you, sir, for calling in from, you said Hong Uh, Kong?
8: No, I'm from Singapore. Singapore. Uh, Mike from Singapore. Yeah, he knows very better than me. But IQ, can you uh, please tell us how we can bring you to other shows, please?
0: All you need to do is go to my email, arrasouli at gmail.com, and invite me on the show. That's all you have to do.
8: Uh, okay, arrasouli uh, uh, at I, gmail.com. I this,
0: like,
8: at gmail. okay, okay, okay. I appreciate you. Thank you your. very much for your support. Assalamu alaykum.
3: Assalamu alaikum. All right, have a good night, sir. Thank you for calling in. You take care, sir. Thank you. Okay. Very well said. All right, I wanna I wanna introduce our, our next guest, um, economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall, Newsmax, Live Set, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. Dr. Michael Butler, how are you, man? Good friend
6: of the show. How are you? Man? I'm doing I'm doing well, Rory. How are you? And hi to everybody that's here. you, you know, um, if I can just make one, one comment uh in some of the uh things IQ was was saying, He said he didn't understand how 49 percent of the Americans uh, could be dumb enough uh, to vote Democrats into power, given how good uh, the uh, economy is and how good everything is going. You know, it, it, it baffles me. Um, the, 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 the people that, that voted for Democrats, um, the, the people I speak with, uh, uh, particularly some of my colleagues, are very intelligent people how they ended up getting so brainwashed into believing some things that are just unbelievable uh, is really beyond me. Uh, but the, yeah. the, the, the media and the left have just convinced what are normally very intelligent people. They've convinced yeah. them that Trump is the enemy. Uh, he's going to ruin democracy. It's the downfall of the country. And, yeah. I, I, you know, you know, I keep saying to myself, um, I, I just have to f- forgive them. They just don't understand what they're doing. Uh, right. it, it, it's just baffling. I just had to make that comment. Yeah, and,
3: I, and I do want to say, I do want to say, and I, and I want to get to you, Dan, but I, I do want to say something very important. And, and it really stuck out to me the other day and it kind of resonates and kind of, uh, it, you know, it, it goes into what you just said, uh, Dr. Bustler, but You know, Larry King is as liberal as it gets. I mean, we know this. Larry King is a very liberal guy. And he's been friends with Donald Trump for about 40 years, for a long time. And, you know, he was on a show, I think this was a couple days ago or last week, and he was saying, in all of my years in broadcasting, I was never handed a piece of paper and told what to do or what to say to provoke someone i was out there interview and that was my job and i you know didn't you know twist anything or or do what these reporters are doing today and larry king called it an absolute disgrace and he said even though he doesn't agree with most of what trump says you know they're friends and he thinks it's terrible the way he's been treated um but but the, you know it, it goes into you know, st- like just stuff like that. Like Larry King's as liberal as it gets, and he's even calling out. He called out CNN. He called out Jim Acosta. He thought it was a disgrace the way CNN is running their network and the way they're doing things. And that that's a big statement coming from a guy that spent many years at CNN. I mean, the fact that he just went out, off the rack. You know, just just went. I mean, you know, no no. Uh, you know, there there was no filter. I mean, he he said what was on his mind. So.
2: Um uh, yeah. but josh go, Josh, go ahead, you know, just to touch on the forty nine percent thing, it is very interesting to me, um you know, just the other day i i had there was a i had a put a Facebook poll up, you know, just asking people because I was just curious to see who I'm friends with that was Democrat who would claim to be Democrat or republican, and even though i I seem to be friends with a lot more Republicans, which is good, but the people that said that they were Democrats, I noticed. They were all people that seemed to be, you know, some of them. I was like, those are. That's one of the smartest people I know, and yet they claim to be a Democrat, and I, I couldn't nice. understand it for a while. But the more I thought about it, it's <laughs> it's the it's the idea of whether or not feelings matter over reality. It's that idea. When reality matters, you have to make opinions based on. Based on feeling, based on statistics, based facts over on feelings. the way things really are. When feeling – yeah, facts over feelings. When feelings is the only thing that you're relying on, you only go off of what will either make you happy or you think will make someone else happy. And happiness yep. is not the key to a successful country or to a successful anything, to be honest. Finding meaning right. in things is what we should be pursuing. Happiness is only half the game.
3: No, I mean, you make, you make an absolutely great point. Um, you know, I, you're, you're absolutely right. And I want to I wanna let Dan, uh, you know, I know you want to touch up on a few things. Dan, go ahead. Dan Perkins, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Um,
7: the, um, the issue here um, is, is what is – you're raising the question, which is a good question. What has, what has taken place in our country that has created a, uh, as the professor said, he couldn't understand how these people could vote for the Democrats. And we, we have this whole level of uh, adversarial <coughs> rhetoric from the, from the news media, what's, what's going on? And I, I have thought about that a great deal. And we, we are seeing, and I say this tongue in cheek, we are seeing the fruits of our labor of in our public school system, not teaching the government, not teaching the Constitution, not teaching what our country is about, because we have people who have no sense of where we came from as a nation. Whether they're Muslims who refuse to assimilate, or whether they're people who are ignorant of our history, And where we came from, what the founding fathers did, who who never read the Constitution, do not understand the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, because they're not taught in our public schools. And so you have, as a result, no allegiance to the government, and I don't mean the government in the sense of an institution in Washington, D.C., but the government being all the people, we the people, as the Constitution starts out. It doesn't say the government. It says we, the people, in order to form a more perfect union. And so yeah. we have lost that community of who we yeah. are as a nation. Our education system wow. hasn't has supported it for decades,
3: and we're now reaping the harvest of what we sowed. Yeah, I mean, and we're living in a society, uh, you know, that is so divided – because of Barack Hussein Osama I mean, he was the, I mean, they, like they called him the greatest divider. I mean, he nobody divided this country, you know, as bad as he did. I mean, he was the worst of the worst. Um, and I, you know, just what I see and out there in today's society, uh, what what we have, what Trump has to put back together, because the left has brainwashed. These some of these American citizens with all of these you know lies and and propaganda and it's it's causing people to fight. I mean, you're seeing all these videos online of people going at it, people going crazy, you know, over political ideas. I've never seen a country so divided over political ideology. I mean, you know, we used to be able to at least coexist and you know be cordial with one another but there is a lot of situations a lot of, where we cannot we cannot do that uh at this point right uh unfortu- unfortunately and that's not the conservatives fault most of the time that's the liberals fault because once you win an argument with them once you prove them facts they'll call you a racist they'll call you a bigot they'll call you every word in the book you can think of um right. and it, yeah. you know right well, i wanted it, to ask
1: I have yeah. a question for Dan, if, if you have a moment. Yeah, yeah, yes, and so, I want to ask the professor a question, so go
7: ahead, Valerie.
1: Okay, thanks. Um, it's, I'm interested in the idea that you just made about the, the comment about um, education, because you know mm-hmm. I'm doing some research now about um, how how the Jewish religion, how people vote. FDR, during the World War II, F.D.R. was ninety percent of Jews voted for him. Even during the Holocaust, even during the time when you know, we could, this country could have brought in a lot of Jewish people from Europe and decided they didn't want to, or the S.S. Right. Um, St. Louis ship was, was refused and turned back to Europe. Even after the third term, I mean, the Jewish vote was still 90%. Right. So to me, it's not that they didn't – they weren't educated. They didn't – they did know. Um, so I'm searching for why would that something like that happen, because the education can't be the reason. They know what was going on, and they still made this choice. Do you have any thoughts well, you, on that?
7: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've written about this. Um, it's, a, it's a great topic. But just to answer your question, because I do want to ask the the – the professor a question but to answer your question valerie um if you look at the american jew i know this is going to sound like a terrible generalization and people are going to say he's bigoted and he's anti-jewish and all that crap i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm going to make the statement my best friend is a jew my daughter-in-law is a Jew, so uh, I, 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 that is no water. But the, 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 challenge, the challenge in the United States, which is not true in, in uh, other nations to the extent that it is true in the United States, uh, if you think of a person being a Jew, we, we grew up thinking that it was a religious position. Like Catholics, Presbyterians, Mormons, Buddhists—it's not Jewish people. By and large, are liberals first? They
2: right. place and their sure. political American, philosophy. American
3: sex... Real quick, I want—I want you to finish, Dan. But I know where you're going with this. But real quick, if I may say something, you were going to say they're. Uh, you know, Democrat first, American second. And here's the problem. What I want to say real quick, and this will only take two seconds. Majority of Jewish people in the United States are liberal, and they vote for the same sort of ideology, which is communism, that killed millions of their people. I mean, it it is so out of this world, irrational, and crazy uh, to even Mm -hmm. think that you know they would do that. But go ahead, uh, continue.
7: Yeah, so what R- 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 Roy is saying is that I-, I would say is that that they are liberals first and members of the Jewish state second. Not necessarily meaning that they are religious. Their their ethnicity is Jewish as opposed to their religion. So they are. I agree. They're lib- liberal Jews, but not from a religious standpoint, from an ethnicity. Right. And so what happens, they tend to vote. So the fact that the, that, the, that the Jews voted supporting the liberal Democrat of Franklin Roosevelt shouldn't be a surprise. The problem that I have, and this is the problem, I, and I, it's, it's a good transition to the professor, if we have my generation, and I don't know that my generation is, is the last generation, but there will be a generation at some point in time relatively soon who will be the last generation who was taught in the public or private schools when they were growing up, the Constitution, the history of our country, what made us what we were. We understand and study the Civil War and the Revolutionary War and the First and Second World War to what it meant for, for our country to survive. We're no longer teaching that so that there, there will come a time relatively soon, Professor, when there will be no, quote, Americans left. What do you think about that concept?
6: Well, um, uh, I would say that uh, indications are and the trends look like uh, what you're saying certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, I I hope it doesn't end up there, though. Um, You you know, when they teach about um, the Constitution and American history and uh, what our forefathers stood for, especially the, the, the concept of freedom. I mean, the country was really started, uh, they wanted freedom from taxation um, without representation, um, but they the country was started based on individual freedom and individual responsibility, you know, the idea of small government, and that uh, freedom led to the American spirit, And uh, that spirit carried a a nation, uh, you know, born in the late 1700s, took them about 150 years. By the early uh, 1900s, um, the U.S. was really the most prosperous country in the world and leading Mm -hmm. to the most powerful country in the world. So it is that spirit, and the spirit is written into the Constitution. Um, And I I think it is a a big disservice that – It's not being taught properly in in schools, and maybe that's part of the reason why the uh, younger people today uh, don't understand capitalism and the freedom that goes with it. And so many of them tend to, they believe, favor um, socialism. Uh, So all the trends indicate, Dan, I have to agree with you, um, but I keep hoping that it's just not going to turn out that way that uh, at some point the uh, American spirit will be rekindled again and, um, you know, people will value freedom and uh, not go in that direction.
7: But if you look at, if you look at the Democrats, what are the hot topics today? They want to get rid of the electoral college. They want to elect the president based on popular vote. All the right. things that the the founders Realized that some areas were going to be larger and more grossly populated than others, and they wanted to create this freedom. There are people who say that the Constitution is no longer relevant, and how many terms how many times have anybody of you that's on the air right now have heard the concept that the left hates America?
4: They do that they do Barack, it's true
7: Barack Obama's basically told us that we were not entitled to the success, that we stole it, and we took it away from slaves in Africa and America. everything else. And so we have a mentality that America needs to be hated because its success was ill-gotten. And if you're attacking the Constitution, you're talking and saying it's no longer relevant, then what? who's going to be America? And, Professor, I'm, I'm not trying to, 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 to beat on you. Are you being pollyannish when you are saying you hope it's going to change cuz I don't understand what in the world could happen to make it change?
6: Well, well you, you know, a lot of these things um it, it's it's sort of like a pendulum swinging. You know, uh the country uh, uh le- leaned very heavily to the left under uh during the Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt administration Uh, And Truman, and then you got to Eisenhower. During those times, the country tended to swing more to the right. You know, and then you got the the Kennedy-Johnson era, and they swung to the left. And then you get the the Nixon era, and it tends to swing to the right. And it sort of keeps going like that. I think until you got to Barack Obama, when it just swung so far to the left that it may take a little time to, um, to swing back. And a a lot of that has to do with um, the court system and all the judges that Obama put in uh, that were very liberal uh, judges. And there are a lot of uh, decisions even today going against Trump that are uh, made by these liberal uh, judges, particularly the district, the circuit court rather out in California, some of the things Mm -hmm. that they've um, come up with. But President Trump has been able to put in a a large number of judges that are – uh more uh, attuned to following the constitution so that may be a beginning of starting to swing the pendulum back the next thing is um and i believe president for for 8 years uh and mm-hmm. if that's the case after 8 years of that uh things may start swinging back the other way i think the next yeah. 2 years are very critical uh in that Um, Because the Democrats control the House of Representatives, typically um, legislation gets started in the House of Representatives to move the country forward. Um, These Democrats, um, I I guess they, they understand it'll be very difficult for them to get any laws passed since the Senate is Republican, the president's Republican. So instead of trying to work out sort of compromise things and at least do something to get the country moving forward, they're simply going to resist and uh, impeach and investigate. Um, and uh, I, I think, uh, or we're hoping, that uh, Trump gets through this okay, and I think he will. When we get to the 2020 elections, I think the economy will continue to do uh, well, um, and uh, maybe we'll be able to vote more Republicans in at that point. Maybe Trump will win or have somewhat of a coattail effect. And once you start. Uh seeing that you know we have all this growth now, and there's more opportunity for for people and everybody seems to be doing uh much better and some of these concepts about having to give money away to people that uh need it um may not uh resonate so much with the american voter, and maybe that'll uh, that'll change things um and uh, Roy- again, you may be i may be a little polyadish and um yeah, you know, I was uh, I was a hippie back in the '60s, so we were very uh, idealistic about things, and maybe I just yeah. never outgrew right. some of that. Maybe I'm being yeah, a little. That could be. Uh, could be. Roy, I fabulous. wanted to ask
7: Valerie a question if I could. Yeah, go sure. ahead, Dan. Valerie, I'm um, um, I'm I'm not. I I want to ask you a question, but I don't I don't want to embarrass you, uh, so I I I'm not I won't ask it to you directly. But but uh, do you know any Jewish people?
1: <laughs> a few, yeah.
7: <laughs> okay, so let me, me ask me you a question. Let, let me, from the time you grow up to today, is the attendance that you know people that are Jewish who go to the synagogue, is it the same as it was? Has it gone down?
1: Has it gone up? It depends on what denomination. I believe if they are less observant, it has gone down. Um, but I also believe that there are, there's a greater um, interest in more, observ- more observant um, synagogues such as uh, the Orthodox. I think okay. those that are conservative are becoming more conservative and, and attending um, synagogue more often. And those that are uh, Less observant are pretty much not going at all, and in they're intermarrying.
7: Right, and, that's, and that's, that's the problem, Valerie, that we have not only in the Jewish faith, but in the Christian faith, and even in, in some of the areas of the Muslim faith, is that the people have lost interest in their faith traditions. And as a result, they don't have the anchor. So Jewish, what does that mean if you don't participate in the Jewish faith? It says you are simply, you are a Jew by ethnic background. Okay. You are not a religious person. And so right. when, you start, when you start walking away from your religious beliefs and how that impacts your life and what you do, it's understandable, or I think it's understandable, why people are rejecting God, rejecting the, the synagogues, the churches, the cathedrals, and not going in and believing that right. social engineering is the way that the world should be right. the socialist the communists yes. are taking have taken away that Jewish religion that right. Catholic Presbyterian Baptist Methodist yes. whatever it is they've they've driven the people out of the churches and they have no, no central core no Physical spirit in them that guides them to make moral decisions. So
1: when right. we see, I agree.
7: When we when we have that missing, and then you add to that the fact that we're not teaching the history of our country when we came where we came from, it's ta- it's hard to be Americans, don't you think?
1: I agree with you. I think you know the religion is another place that the history can be taught, and since the interest it's really you it's either you are and you're more observant you're very observant or not at all it's become a very big divide mm-hmm. and and perhaps there's some kind of comparison can be made between liberal the liberals that are becoming more liberal and the conservatives that are becoming more conservative it's 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 like we've become you know like a civil civil war type of yep. um society
7: Look at we the look at to, the Reverend Wright, who was the on. pastor for Barack Obama for a long time.
3: Dan, can he, can he finish this up? We need to move on.
7: I'm done.
3: I know, go ahead. If you want to say another thing about no, no, this, I'm done. Ahead. I mean, it's
7: fine. I I I I made my point. I don't need to keep pounded to death. Let's move on and talk about something else.
3: Okay, I, what I really want to talk and Josh, I want your thoughts real quick. So you have thoughts about this? I mean, we've been talking about a lot of different things, Josh. I haven't got to you in a while
2: yeah you know no worries. honestly, I've just been sitting back and been a little bit you know uh you know very much interested in the conversation because I think Dan makes a lot of good points as well as Valerie in regards to um the whole idea of um you know religion and how its effect on um America really is and specifically with Uh, The Jews how they've gotten you know it's it's more of a ethnic group now and less of a religion and it really affects how not only the country structures but also how that group of people structures you know how they're liberal instead of being a Jew first uh, and a liberal second they're a liberal first and then who even knows what the second is uh so you know very interesting stuff
3: oh yeah yeah very well said
2: um You know, IQ, IQ,
3: what are your thoughts on this?
0: Well, everybody is right. The only thing is how to rectify it. And I I came to a conclusion two years ago, and Dan knows about it. You cannot change America without changing the education system. But changing the education system needs 10 years. You don't have a decade. You don't have time on your hand. I'm talking from the outsider looking in. I suggested that the United States of America should bring in conscription, not only to be for military. The conscription will bring in the young people to realize that they are all one nation, not blacks, yellows, and greens, or Jews and Christians. They are one nation, one people. And under conscription, you can also educate them. Look, yeah. I always look at the educa- education system in Israel. Why Israel? Right. Why? Simple. Right. It's a small nation, 8,000 yeah. square miles, 8 million people, defending itself against 450 million people, and it's outproducing the whole of the Muslim world of 1,500 million people. How do they do that? Through so the army.
6: Right.
0: The greatest right. inventions in America, in Israel today come from the armed forces, these young men and women going to the armed forces they are not educated to kill people only. They're not there to kill. They are there to defend. But at the same time, they're educating them in believing in their country. They're educating them in sciences. They're producing incredible sciences from there. America can do that. And within literally four or five years, tens of millions of young people will be educated in the Constitution. They will learn to know what discipline is. They will learn to know what responsibility is. They have no responsibility at the moment. They have no education at the moment. They graduate from universities. They are clueless. Am I wrong? Please correct me if I'm wrong, Valerie.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Um, And I think that Israel, like you said, it's one community. There are a lot of splinter groups where there's a lot of infighting. But in comparison to the United States, we, we create boxes. And, right. you know, that's part of, yeah. of um, yeah. you know, you want to go to college, exactly. you have to fit in the box. Are you Exactly. You fit into the, Valerie, you, know, you bring up a good point about the box.
3: About the box. I want to say ahead. something about the box, Valerie, real quick. People have to say they're African American. People have to say they're Asian American. People have to say they're Hispanic American. Why the hell can't we all just say we're American? We're all American. Once you put yourself in a box, like the gays do, like the transsexuals do, like the blacks do, like the Asians do, like the Mexicans on the liberal side, it's just it, it's just another way. It, it's a political uh, whole, you know, thing. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, and the Democrats have, have got that to a controlling standpoint where they are totally. Um, you know, it, it's brainwashing these people and making them feel like, uh, you know, ever, and people are out to get them, and they have to be, you know, divided and 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 special and classified in this certain category, which is disgusting.
7: Yeah, but the the the, the common there's a com, there's a common bond that you're not hitting on, Roy, and that is that the common yeah, you, bond or, or, is Dan, they're all I, victims. I, I
3: wanna, Dan, I want, you to make your, I want you to make your point. Let's spend about three more minutes on this, and then we got a, a lot to talk about, including the, all the voter fraud. But go ahead.
7: Okay. It's, it's the, the point is, when you, all the things that you just mentioned, whether it's black, Hispanics, or gays, or transsexuals, or whoever, they are all divisions. They are all yes. people who have grievances. They are victims. And the Democratic Party has built themselves around a victim group. And so they associate the Blacks, the Hispanics, the Puerto Ricans, on and on and on, are all subsegments that are victims and that the Democratic Party right. plays on the victimhood Yes, as opposed to understanding yep. what this country is about. They rather play right. victims. And, right. and as, yes. long as, continue, yep. as long as we continue, as long as we – continue a philosophy of allowing the democrats
1: to deal with
7: victims we are always going to have a divided country right
3: right and and let me let me give you some examples on on the division i mean for instance i mean liberals uh, on certain networks were blaming white women for uh certain losses in the midterms i mean that's the kind of talking points and headlines we're dealing with. I mean, it's just it, it's disgusting what our country has come to, and you know you have all of these uh, left wing uh, media outlets and left wing uh, public figures that can pretty much say whatever the hell they want, and they get away with it. But all hell breaks loose. It's the conservative
1: discrimination.
3: Yeah. No, oh, it is.
1: It, 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 oh, it absolutely Who's go, go up ahead, for, Valerie, for the men. But the white men, <laughs> they're
3: the I know. devil I mean, now. The, yeah, I know. you say the Democrats, I mean, that's what the Democrats say. White men are the enemy. But if old white men are the enemy, like they say, then why is Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders leading among the favorites for the 2020 nominee uh, in a new poll? Why Why is, according to Breitbart, why I thought I thought old white men are the enemy, Democrats. I mean, you guys. the, the, the Democrats are so. Oh my God! I mean, it's like a. I if if you're crazy. watching a, a fantasy movie, it's like these people are are mutants. They're aliens. They're they're not human. And um, you <laughs> know, during the midterms, only 19 percent of Americans cared about gun control during the midterms. Again, only 19 percent cared about gun control. During, during midterms with voters, I mean that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty. Ha,
7: uh, ha, I I know we have to move on, but there isn't a, there isn't another another quick point that needs to be made. Yeah, what yeah. happened last week is that white women were singled out as a new right. minority because they yeah. did not vote to support black candidates. So we it, ha, we right. had the problem with white males. During the presidential yes. election Now the Democrats yes. Have turned on white females And so what you've done The Democrats have done Is divided And Valerie I would really appreciate any thought on that They've divided women Based on yes. race
3: Yes, and, and, yes. And, it's, and it's so sexist And it's so misogynistic But you know You see all of these conservative women That are constantly attacked and there's, no, you know, nobody bats an eye, but all hell breaks loose if somebody attacks a liberal woman, whether they're, you know, and I've even seen all these white liberal women that are getting away with these con- certain racist and derogatory comments. But if somebody on Fox News made that comment, they'd be gone in a second or boycotted. But uh, go ahead, Valerie, respond, sorry. I'm, um,
1: I'd actually also be interested in hearing IQ's idea um, because, you know, we now have two – Uh, Muslim women for the first time in our country that are representing um, uh, the House side, uh, they're going to be inaugurated or or they're going to become Congresswomen under a Quran um, for the first time in our history and to me, you know, many of the Muslims that ran were radical Muslims and some of the statements that these two Congress women-to-be have said are pretty scary and um, but nobody wants to challenge them because they're going to be called names and uh, you know as a white woman going against um, a Muslim woman I, I feel like the Muslim woman would win if you're in a, 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 a state like Minnesota or Michigan um, what do you think about this IQ? I'll
0: tell you what it's very simple sue them they are going to swear on the Quran. They're not going to swear on the Bible. Let's get this straight. I'm not afraid of any human being calling me a racist. Every human being on the planet is a racist by nature. This is standard. It's biological. Every human being is a racist. One way or the other, we are racist. So let's, I'm not worried about that. To call me Islamophobe, I would turn it against them. Because Islamophobia is an oxymoron. It doesn't exist. But the most important one is they are going to swear on the Qur'an. Swearing on the Qur'an, and the Qur'an is a nemesis of the American Constitution, automatically negates them of being citizens of the United States of America. It's not negotiable. I promise you I can take them to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court has got no choice but to support me, because they have to study the Qur'an. The judge will yeah. have to read the Qur'an studies, because I will challenge them no matter what. There is not a single verse. One, there is not a single operative verse in the whole of the Qur'an. There are 6,236 verses. You will not find a single operative verse in the Qur'an that shows any compassion and mercy towards infidels who are infidels. Americans do not have Muslims. It's not a difficult thing stand up, and be counted. doesn't matter you're white. I don't give a damn you're white, you're polka dot. (laughs) These people will not ever be loyal citizens. I don't care what anybody says. I can prove it. They have not been loyal citizens in Europe. Right. This is unbelievable truth. Millions of them grew up in Germany. The Germans took a lot of them from Turkey. Not a single one of them. Is a loyal citizen to Germany. They supported Erdogan in Germany. So please, let's not equivocate. Stand up and be counted. How how are they going to tell you? What are they going to you Anti-Islam? No, you're not anti-Islam. You're quoting from the Quran. How are you anti-Islam if you're quoting from the Quran? I want to
6: know. No, no, honestly, Valerie, tell me. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: You are quoting in chapter and verse. I can quote in chapter and verse. 160 verses attacking infidels, who are infidels, Americans, who are not Muslim, That like Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, infid- anybody who's not a Muslim. So how I is this woman... Sorry, go on. I apologize.
1: In a democracy, they were, they were elected legally. So okay, I accept that.
0: Are they were elected allowed? legally, but they are going to swear on the Quran. That's illegal. So please, correct me. <laughs> I am not disputing the fact that Rory. they were stupid to elect them. They have the right to be stupid, and they have the right <laughs> to elect them. But the minute they elected them, they have to swear on the Quran, and the Quran is against the American Constitution. So what are we discussing? Who said? Who was
2: saying? Somebody said, "Rory." Who was that? Now, that was that was Josh. Rory, IQ. Go I ahead, buddy. And, and, and Valerie, this can be for you as well. You know, I don't know that much. I haven't read, uh, you know, more than just a couple of excerpts from the Quran. I haven't read uh, the whole thing. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but you two will be able to answer this question. From my understanding, w- wouldn't it be against the Quran and against Sharia for a woman to
0: run for political office anyway?
6: Uh,
0: uh, not really, no, but in, in Islamic countries, when they were elected, a woman like in Pakistan, they murdered dear her.
1: Butto. Yes, they
0: murdered her, so but we're not let's not you <laughs> see, we're, we're splitting hairs here. It doesn't matter. The most important item we have at hand, these women right. will have to swear on what not right. on the bible Ellis, uh, yes. you have this guy Ellis from uh, what's his name
1: Oh my God, the no. congressman. He swore on the Quran that is in the
0: Congress, but he swore
1: on the Quran.
0: Well, the minute he swears on the Quran, he's swearing the enemy of American people and the enemy of American Constitution. It's that simple. It's not complicated. All it takes is somebody with a backbone in the United States of America to take them to court. So, so what it's do you impossible. think we should
6: do
3: in the United States let, when they're elected let, let legally? Valerie, Valerie, we need to move on. But let's Sorry, we, uh, you to ask, que-
1: ask this question. No, you can finish up. Ask this question. Go ahead. Okay. What do you think, IQ? What should what should the United States do? We have to keep our democracy, and they were elected legally. Well, there's what nothing what, what wrong could with could your democracy?
0: We I, I agreed with you. They were elected fairly, accepted. Okay. But the instant they swear on the Quran, they have declared their enmity to the American Constitution. What are we discussing here? Every mosque
1: so, so it's like, is it's the like enemy Morsi, of the Constitution, Morsi every single mosque in America. That's So it. It. it's like when Morsi well, from the Muslim Brotherhood is legally um, elected in Egypt. Okay. And then the Egyptians let, have to suffer. Or when Hamas the PA. Huh?
0: But he was he was overthrown. They were overthrown because the public thought that the Muslim Brotherhood would bring democracy to them. But you can't bring democracy under Islam. The word democracy does right, not exist in the Arabic language. The concept of freedom but... does not exist in the Arabic language. So how can you have democracy in a Muslim country? Impossible.
1: I don't think they want democracy. I think they're 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 doing their dawa. They're doing their their. Okay. As, as so we
0: are agreeing Thanks. on all the negative things, but nobody gotta, is agreeing gotta, on we what we to do about up.
3: it. We've got to move on. we got to move on. Um, what, what, I, what I do want to discuss, which is very important, um, and, and everybody needs to, to, to talk about this, is all of the voter fraud going on. I mean, th- this, is, this is something that has been going on all over the country. Um, you know, during these midterms, and, you know, it's ridiculous. Look at Florida right now with the, with the recounts, and all of a sudden these ballots uh, popped up uh, out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, at the last second. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. And in Broward County, Florida, uh, the sheriff, crooked uh, Scott Israel, a uh, scumbag that didn't go into school. We all remember him from the Parkland shooting, told his deputy, deputies to stand down, not go in. He was involved in ordering... Uh, this, and this is, this is real, what I'm about to tell you, and you guys are going to be blown away by this. So, according to multiple reports out of Broward County, Florida, they tried to do a bomb scare, and they had a couple of their cops and deputies go unload this truck with uh, ballots that were forged and illegal. And that's, that's how some of those ballots popped out of nowhere. And, you know, this, this is a whole entire thing. And it involves, um, you know, that, that that crazy woman that uh, was, was Brenda Snipes, the person that was overseeing everything. You know, she was, uh, in cahoots and close with um, Scott Israel and with everybody in that county. I mean, they, they, this this county's known for uh, voter fraud, and, and we've seen in Florida uh, time and time again, even from uh, you know, elections prior, uh, voter fraud going on. I mean, Florida is always an issue. And look what's happening in Georgia. you got all these magical votes popping out of nowhere for Stacey Abrams, and they're all Democrat ballots. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is clearly voter fraud. And I'm down here in Arizona, and we all know uh, voter fraud occurs constantly down here because it's easy
0: because they have
3: illegals flooding our borders, and they get them to to vote. And this is a known fact. This has been proven. But uh, Kristen Sinema should have never won this election yesterday, and she didn't win fair and square. We all know that there is voter fraud going on in Arizona. It is being investigated. Uh, Martha McSally was leading by a lot on election night. And if, if, to anybody that doesn't know who Martha McSally is, uh, she's a very a successful a woman, uh, the first female fighter pilot in the military, uh, very good conservative. And Trump was a big fan of her, a big advocate. And she was by far the favorite and she was leading big on election night like i said and then days later these ballots pop out of nowhere same sort of thing as georgia and florida i don't know what's going on and i don't know why the republicans are not taking this seriously enough but this is a crisis this is something that goes totally against our american values and what we stand for and how uh, our curriculum is ran In this society I mean this is disgusting It's dirty it's, it, I mean you can't even put into words um, You know th- th- how, this, how this feels to, to a lot of people And how uh, this is totally uh, Anti-American and against our constitution And what our rule of law Stands for And you know Brenda Snipes This woman is in a lot of trouble in Florida I mean, there's already discoveries. I mean, when we saw Rick Scott leading by a lot on election night in Florida, all of a sudden, um, Bill Bill Nelson comes in with all these random ballots, all Democrats, all, for him, days later, same sort of scenario. Same thing with Ron DeSantis leading the governor's race. All of a sudden, days later, ballots come, Andrew Gillum close, and they still have stuff to count. I mean, what's going on here? Dan- uh Michael Dr. Bussler, your thoughts, and then I want to get to you, Dan
6: okay yeah, well, um I think what's what's going on is um the Democrats, uh they'll do anything to win an election uh they They sent one of their uh lawyers down there uh, who's known that uh, what's his name Elias that's known for doing things like this anytime they can get they see an election that that's close. Somehow they figure they can go down there, and um, if the ballots end up going in front of a judge, they can argue. uh, You know, if somebody wrote something on a ballot, what their intention was. Um, The idea is to look, if you can't win fair and square, uh, cheat. Um, So they just uh, look for ways to to cheat and to try to uh, gain, um, you know, some some more uh, seats. I think in in Florida um it, uh, Pam Bondi is the uh as the, the uh state attorney general there uh, and she is she did uh, start a criminal investigation so uh, I think I have a, a positive feeling about that I think both um Rick Scott and DeSantis will come out a- ahead um but it's something that uh, needs to be taken a look at the, our uh, democracy Uh, Works as long as uh, the people get to vote, and uh, everybody who's eligible to vote and does so in a timely manner, their votes should count. And people who are not eligible to vote for whatever reason, uh, if they are voting, their votes should not count. And it's important that we get this right.
3: Right. I mean, there's so much corruption. I mean, this is this is nonstop. I mean, you know, and there's been so much distraction. You know, with with Jeff Sessions resigning, with uh, protesters in front of Tucker Carlson's house. Uh, You you have all Ruth Ginsburg situation, uh, which she'll probably be replaced anytime. So you have all these distractions on the news, and you have this voter fraud going on down in in all these different places. And and I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about that, that all the distractions on a daily basis on these news channels kind of take away – from what 's really going on, which is scary, uh, but at the same time you, you know it's just crazy stuff uh, Dan, your thoughts I've,
7: I've, I'm in dr butler's camp i I think that the, that what we what we are seeing is the continuation of the discussion that we had a few minutes ago, and that is that we are rapidly becoming a country that has no value proposition, no morality and that winning at any cost, whether it's cheating or not, is the important thing. And the Democrats yes. have have no moral compass when it comes right. to uh the one of the representatives for Gillum said that there were there are things in Florida called provisional ballots where a person couldn't Prove their or uh, Didn't have their proof Of that they were a registered voter And right. so they didn't have A driver's license didn't have a voter registration Card so they allowed them to vote And there were Ballots that were reviewed that the person Was not a citizen Was not registered To vote but the Gillum representative said We should count right. that vote And so what they're right. saying is that's what they're saying in California. You don't have to be a citizen. Well, if you don't have right. to be a citizen to vote, then anybody should be able to vote from anywhere in the world in our election by absentee ballot, right. whether they're a citizen or not. Right,
2: right. So are we right. going
7: to uh, allow oh, – Go ahead. I just going to say, are we going to turn over our elections to outside forces outside the United States to allow people – Again, it comes back to the question. We have laws for immigration. We have a border. If we don't define our border, we don't have a country. If we don't have laws that are enforced, and if a law says you can vote if you're a citizen, but you have to prove that you're a citizen, if you can't prove it, you can't vote. And if we're going to say no, we're going to allow our, our democracy to be bastardized. By people who are not here legally And who are voting in a process That was reserved For residents Citizens of our country
4: Right and I do, I do Want to
3: say you know, you know the, 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 I, I do want to Kind of I'm going to come right back to this But I do kind of want to go off Topic a little bit real quick about This midterms everybody says There was a blue way on the left On the left bullshit uh, you want to see? You want to hear the numbers right here. So the average president loses about 37 seats in his first midterm. Obama lost 63, Clinton lost 53, Trump only lost 26. Uh, you know, all celebrity candidates that, uh, that put poured money into Beto, Gillum, and Abrams lost. I mean, let's face it, Gillum and Abrams are going to lose unless there's some cheating voter fraud miracle for them. Um, and there's only been five times since the last 105 years where a sitting president has won Senate seats in an off year. We, we won four. We flipped four. Think about it. Missouri, Indiana, North Dakota, and Florida. I mean, as long as this Bill Nelson thing, as long as Bill Nelson doesn't cheat his way in, uh, Rick Scott pretty much has a victory, and that's four. I mean, obviously we lost Arizona. I mean, I, I they're going to do an investigation, and we'll see where that goes. But um, I don't like the way the media, on the left especially, uh, was saying this was such a blow to Republicans because it really, the way I look at it, I mean, sure we lost the House, but that's the least uh, important of, of the uh, in the government. I mean, the Senate and uh, the Supreme Court uh, we own. I mean, and we're about to get another Supreme Court justice because Ruth Ruth Ginsburg. Uh, is gone any day now I mean that woman fractured her ribs. this woman doesn't have much time left. She will retire in the next few months, according to reports at the beginning of the year uh, i don't know if these reports are accurate um but we will see and I do believe that uh you know if these if the if it's not the beginning of the year it's gonna be any time soon I mean this woman is on her last uh you know feet. I mean, Trump will get another uh, Supreme Court justice, and we'll just keep winning and winning. And, you know, the House, we all know what they just said. They're going to be coming out with all these investigations uh, regarding Trump. Uh, they've already said they that's their first priority, and, and they want to impeach. And, and I mean, it just it just proves they're out for themselves. They're out for power. They're not out for the American people. You know, their agenda – is absolutely disgraceful, and then they brainwash their supporters with this—I mean—gibberish. Um,
7: but uh, yeah. Well, but Roy, let me let me just let, let me add one real quick point to you. What you're saying? Yeah. I find it interesting that if we look at the amount of press coverage after the election, within three days, the midterm election was out of the news cycle. Because the right. news media knew that they didn't get the blue wave
3: and if they didn't talk about it, Americans would well, Some of them artists. were saying some of them were saying it was a blue wave and it was the biggest, youngest the younger voter turnout was the highest it was ever and they were saying all this bullshit and women saved the day and they flipped all these Republican seats, which you know, a lot of Republicans retired yeah. and- you know they, did, they don't even count Obama's terrible numbers. But sorry, go ahead.
7: Yeah, it, it, that's just part of the it's part of the issue is that is that, but I think it, I think it's telling that the mainstream media moved away so quickly from the election because it didn't turn out to be what they thought it was going to be. We're, we're now we're focused on whether or not Nancy Pelosi. Has the poll to get right. reelected with all the new incoming
4: 50, freshmen? A new
7: poll came
3: out. A new poll came out. Fifty-six percent of Democrats say Pelosi should not be House Speaker, according to Breibart. Fifty-six percent do not want her. So that I mean that's a that's a big number. I agree. You know, I'll keep going though. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You there? Terry,
7: who are you talking yeah, to, Roy? no, I'm sorry. I wasn't. I thought I was hearing Doctor Butler there, and I was uh, going to no. let him jump in there. But 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 this the idea that she could not. You know, it's here's a story that uh, speaking of her, another story that came out today. A CNN reporter today. Broke the story that the question as to whether or not Nancy Pelosi should be elected Speaker of the House, and nobody's talking about, and she won the House, nobody's talking about the fact that Schumer lost more ground in the Senate, nobody's talking about him being replaced, so that the discussion about Nancy Pelosi being replaced is sexist.
3: Yeah That's no no I so mean you know, it, yeah go ahead Dr. Buster.
6: Uh, I, I was just going to add one thing um, y- you know there are about uh, ten or fifteen um, Democratic Congress people that won that said that they did not support Nancy Pelosi um, so the the Democrats need a uh, uh, majority to to vote for which is two hundred and eighteen. Um, I think they're going to end up with about uh, 225 or 228, uh, maybe 230. Um, if that's the case, and 10 or 12 Democrats say we're not voting for Pelosi, I mean, she certainly isn't going to get any Republican votes. Uh, so um, she may have a little bit of a difficult time getting over over the hump there and getting the majority. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. She feels very confident about it. But if some of these new uh, Congress people that are was sworn into that. office and said they're not going to support or don't, she's going to have a tough time. Oh, you're absolutely yeah, right. The margin, I mean,
7: the, the margin, the margin, as you pointed out, Dr. Butler, the margin that they have uh, is not sufficient that they can handle a 10 or 15 vote. And, and there there is right. um there is a story circulating around that if if the the factions within the Democratic Party are not sufficient to allow Nancy Pelosi to become speaker of the house there's one story circulating that it's possible that actually a Republican could be elected <laughs> if the Republicans Vote as a block. The number of people they need to get to 218 is not that far away because the closeness of the house.
6: Yeah, it's true. They need about I think 12 Democrats uh, to vote Republican. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. The the problem with the the new newly elected Congress people is um, you know they want to get on good committees, uh, and the Democrats will control what obviously what committees they get on. And if they keep voting against the Democratic establishment, they're going to end up in uh, fairly poor assignments. Uh, so they're – doc, doc, uh,
7: Doctor, let me let me raise a question to you. Isn't the Speaker of the House one of the most powerful positions to decide who gets what chairmanship of what committee?
6: Uh, Yeah. The Speaker of the, the House Republican has a lot to, to do made, with it.
7: Pardon
6: me. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, the speaker has a lot to do with it, but I think it's the um, uh, more of the Democratic uh, base that uh, has a little more say. I'm not exactly sure uh, who decides what what committees Um, and I'm not sure that it is the Speaker of the House or is it, uh, you know, some other uh, part of the Democratic Party. Maybe Valerie knows more about this.
1: I think it's the leadership, the majority leader, the whip, um the head of the NRCC. Um they have the leadership. I think it's like five or six.
6: Yeah. Um, well, Dan's point is if, if the if um you know, if somebody else is elected other than uh, Nancy Pelosi, um then maybe these people that have voted not for Nancy Pelosi may still end up getting on a good uh committee is what Dan's point was, I think.
1: I think they can. I agree.
2: Yeah. Okay.
6: okay right. So we'll, we'll
1: just have to I see. I see. I know the election. it's a money issue because she's such a great fundraiser. Yes,
6: yeah, she is. She is.
1: And, and, and here, you know, we, we have, show, we, have, we,
6: have we, we have about ten,
3: we have about ten minutes left, but I do want to get to a few more things that are very important here. Let Let's talk about the Jeff Sessions situation. You know, Dan. You know, you're a good you're, you're a good friend of mine. We talked about this earlier today. You know, you believe Trey Gowdy is going to take this position, and you think he's best for the job. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts uh, about this whole thing? And I know you've been writing about it, and I want to get your thoughts too, Dr. Bussler and Valerie. But I, and I'm glad Jeff Sessions is gone. Finally, we can get down to the real business, prosecuting Hillary Clinton, going after all of these Democrats that are
4: uh, doing
3: shady business. I mean, it's like Jeff Sessions was a statue. He did absolutely nothing as attorney general, but I will give him credit as senator. He was a true conservative when he was in the Senate, but he totally shut down when he got to attorney general. And uh, I believe he was strongly controlled by the dark side. But uh, go ahead, Dan.
7: Well, I think that the issue that we talked about this afternoon was that um, Donald – and it, 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 I'm sure an awful lot of people didn't hear this. One, there was a question asked by a reporter shortly after the, that long press conference he had the day after the election when he had the session resignation. One of the reporters asked him about the possibility of investigations and hearings and all this from the House, and he suddenly basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, be careful because I've got the Senate. And so what I think is the message to the Democrats, if you're going to come after me, I've got control of the Senate. I have control right. of the FBI and the yes. Justice Department. I'm right. going to get rid of my temporary head of the of the Justice Department. And yes. if, if I'm right that it's Trey Gowdy, he's going to come in, and I think Trump is going to threaten – that he's going to ask the FBI and the Justice Department to reopen their investigation into the Clinton email campaign and the Clinton Foundation and they will take away his competitor in the 2020 presidential election Hillary Clinton.
3: Well, well let's let, let's go to the whole attorney general thing. Do you believe Trey Gowdy? Do you believe Trey Gowdy will be the next attorney general?
7: Uh, I, it is, what I'm hearing in Washington, he is the leading candidate.
3: Who's the, who's the runner up? Rudy. Rudy, baby. But I I love Rudy. Rudy G. I do too. America's Uh, mayor.
7: Right, but he. You think Rudy would take it? Pardon me, Valerie, what'd you say? You think Rudy would take it? No, because Rudy's loyalty is he, to the president. Let me,
4: let me say something
3: real quick. Let me say something. If Rudy took that job, he would take the Clintons down in two seconds. You know why? Because he went after Gotti. Rudy is not scared of anyone. I mean, Rudy was a federal prosecutor that, that took on the John Gotti cases. But, um, but go ahead, Dan. Sorry. My, my point is that Trump, Trump trusts
7: Giuliani to have his back if there's an impeachment hearing, an impeachment trial. He would, to put him in the Justice Department, he would give up a very important lawyer that he wants to keep because he has great confidence and trust in Rudy Giuliani. I think that Trey Gowdy has demonstrated his ability as chairman of the House committee to be tenacious in trying to get the information and the truth. And I think he would be a great choice uh, for attorney general, uh, I know there's support for it for him in Washington. I know Roy, you said a couple of years ago after Trump came in, he wasn't interested, but now he's the retired chairman and he's going to be a retired congressman on January the second. Uh, right. I think that he would jump at the chance to uh, to get involved and mix it up and and see what he could do about cleaning the swamp. I think he would be a tremendous terrific swamp cleaner in addition to dealing with Hillary and the Clinton Foundation and the Hillary email, because the email situation statute of limitations have not run out and there was no apparent formal investigation into the the Clinton crime family with the the Clinton Foundation. So that's still virgin
3: territory. Right. Um, you know, I want to, I, I do want to announce real quick, we're going to stay on this, but President Trump is planning to remove uh, Kristen Nielsen uh, from the Department of, of Homeland Security. I mean, let's face it, this woman, you know, hasn't done the best job. I mean, the wall, you know, she's not a big fan of enforcing strong immigration. Uh, she was against the wall at first. So I think that's a good direction of what Trump uh, took in terms of that. I also, uh, you know, I, I want to get back to this Jeff Sessions thing. We are running short on time, though. But I also want to say, the whole John Kelly thing today uh, was announced. He had an altercation with First Lady Melania Trump. Um, Dan, what can you tell us about that? And, and what are your thoughts? I mean, what do you think about John Kelly going?
7: Well, John Kelly's been under attack uh, uh, on a regular basis with whether whether it's the president or foreign policy advisor now millennia um, he's been under attack and he continues to be there another one in that in that mold is uh, mattis the secretary of of defense supposedly out of favor with the president but uh, been very strong on the support of sending the troops to the border Um, i think what we're dealing with in the case of of christian and, and perhaps some others that we don't know about yet is that uh, two years, and Valerie would know this better than anybody, two years is a long time. Nikki Haley yep. was a it's U.N. ambassador tough. for less, less, yeah. than, less than two years. It's a brutal job. And in this particular right. environment, uh, with a, the with a harassment and everything that you go through, being a member of the Trump cabinet, uh, being driven out of restaurants, so you, you have to change your whole lifestyle in order to try and survive and exist and walk through picket lines and everything else, and when you go to work, right? I think it wears and grates on people, and and uh, yeah. Kelly is one of those people, um, superior general, uh, and and it's just a matter of of people. I think run out of gas, and when they run out of gas, maybe their tempers get a little higher, and they find themselves in altercations. Whether Kelly's going to go or not, I don't know. I don't know if Mattis is going to go. We know the session is gone. Uh, Christian is pre- probably gone. But it's yep. not, also not unusual for a president uh, after a midterm to make adjustments in his cabinet because he's learned right. the ability of those people to do the job that they wanted, They need them to do.
3: Right. right. Uh, and, you know, th- this is very important as well, and I'm going to get right back to the session thing. But Ruth Ginsburg, what, what do you see in terms of, you know, her situation I mean, don't you think she's going to be gone Pretty soon and we'll, within the next few months We'll have another Supreme Court justice pick I mean, that's my prediction
7: Well, I I don't know that I can Agree or disagree, but I can tell you The thing that surprised the hell out of me Is the number of liberals Who were offering, when she broke three ribs Who were <laughs> offering I mean, this is offering her Offering her their ribs Their internal organs yep. And there is a famous entertainer who shows showed her own stupidity when she said she would offer her both of her kidneys. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
3: I mean, I mean, these, these liberal, these liberals are off the wall. I mean, you know, it's just, it's one thing after the other. And, you know, I want to go back to the sessions thing. Um, You know, Dr. Bussler, I want to get your thoughts on, on, on everything we've just talked about. I know you have a lot to say. Go ahead.
6: Well, you, you, you know, um, there are a number of people that uh, Trump is, has mentioned, Trey, Trey Gowdy, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I've heard Chris Christie's name thrown around and Lindsey Graham's name thrown around, too. So we'll see. In the meantime, uh, there is a little bit of an issue with uh, the acting attorney general um, who, according to law, Uh, Trump was uh, he fit all the requirements and he is legally able to be attorney general, I think, for 180 days. Um, And then a a permanent has to be uh, approved by the Senate. Um, But the Democrats are doing everything uh, to stop that, because what it means now is um, if he's acting attorney general, he's now above Rod Rosenstein. So as soon as Mueller's report comes out, which some indications are that it will be Relatively soon, uh, the report yeah. goes now to Whitaker, and he really makes the decision yeah. about what what happens to it and also right. um, uh, the Mueller probe has been reluctant to look into any collusion by the Democratic Party, and there appears that there has been some, and maybe with yeah. uh, Whitaker in there, maybe they'll institute uh, an investigation or at least push Mueller into looking in that direction too so there's some interesting things with the temporary. Um, yeah. Attorney General, too.
2: And, and
3: I'm glad you brought I, up the I, Mueller thing. I'm glad you brought up the Mueller thing because uh, from what I read the other day, and, you know, this could be fake news, this could be propaganda, but it's, it's coming from all the liberal networks and even, you know, uh, Fox reported it because everybody started reporting it. There's supposed to be over 80 indictments or something. I mean, something ridiculous that Mueller has that, He's been keeping sealed and, and been waiting to release. Uh, I don't know how everybody feels no. about that. Um, Dr. Bussa, how do you feel about that?
6: Well, I don't know how many more indictments are coming. That guy, uh, Corsey, who wrote the book about the, the deep state. Right. Um, right. I can't remember. It's Jerome, I think. Jerome Corsey, And yeah. um, also Roger Stone, um, yeah, who Roger apparently Stone. had some,
7: some connections with – uh,
6: yeah, with WikiLeaks. Um, those two, um, there's some talk that they may be um, indicted yeah. shortly. And Don Jr. Uh,
3: They're trying to say Don Jr., too.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Whitaker will put a little more control over Mueller to stay uh, more within the limits of what he was supposed to do. This was supposed to be Russian right. collusion, and, you know, he's right. been able to expand that. Uh, And every indictment that he's gotten so far, I think there are 30-some indictments uh, so far. None of them have to do with Trump and any collusion. Right. Um, You know, a dozen or so are Russians, and the rest of them are people that um, said something to the FBI that may not have been 100 percent accurate uh, or that they – committed some kind of tax fraud 15 or 20 years ago. Um, But nothing has to do so far with Trump collusion or any uh, obstruction of justice.
3: And and I absolutely agree with you. And we we do only have about a minute left and I want to get to Dan's last thoughts and Valerie, but, and IQ, but uh, real quick, you're absolutely right. Whitaker is going to make sure Mueller stays in his realm, Uh, make sure he doesn't go out and, you know, to look at stuff that was 30 years ago I mean focus on what they said Russia what's there's nothing there we all know that uh, But Dan go ahead about 30 seconds Just some closing statements from you
7: I'm just going to say to you here it comes Roy I'm going to go another direction Real quick Okay Mueller will not have go. released his
3: report By the time we get to the 2020 election Oh Jesus You think it's going to be that long huh Oh wow! I mean, that's a big prediction. That's very bold. Uh, Val, the, the Valerie, your thoughts?
1: I don't think on Mueller's even going to be in, I don't think Mueller's going to be involved in the investigation by the 2020 election.
3: Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, just on everything, though. I mean, it's, it's it, we've 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 covered so many topics. IQ, your thoughts?
0: I agree with you. What they're saying because they know more about it than I do. But uh, (laughs) really, the the fraud in America, the fraud in the voting, reminds me of our elections in my country, Iraq. We had better elections in a dissolute nation called Iraq than they have in the United States of America. I find that very disturbing, very disturbing. Right, right. And uh, I want to to
3: thank all of you for coming on. And uh, please, Dr. Bussler, tell people where they can find you.
6: You know, the best place to find my work, uh, I have a Facebook page called Funding Democracy, the Economics of Freedom. So uh, if you're on okay. your Facebook page, just search Funding Democracy, Funding Democracy. Thank you,
3: Thank you Dr. Busser. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, and Dan Perkins, DanPerkins.Guru, correct?
7: Yes, sir. That's, that's okay. good enough for Perf- me, DanPerkins.Guru. Perfect.
3: Perfect. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, God bless, buddy. Uh, Valerie, go ahead. Where they can find your book, real
1: quick. Um, backyard real
3: quick. Dot com. Yep. And dot Com. Excellent. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk to you uh, uh, soon, Valerie. We'll be on tomorrow. God bless. And uh, IQ Rasuli, real quick, where people can find you.
0: Simple. Rasuli. Dot com. God bless. Okay, will talk to you soon.
3: All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Uh, everybody, I want to thank you all for tuning in. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Visit TV. Visit GetYourAppBuilt.com. Again, that's GetYourAppBuilt.com. Visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com. Um, you can also visit our brand-new media site that we're still putting up and loading a lot of good stuff, and we have a lot of big people that we are uh, bringing aboard that uh, – it just keeps going and going. Everything is amazing. Uh, the NextGenUSA.com again. That's the N E X G E N U S A dot com. I want to thank all of our co-hosts, all of our sponsors, all of our amazing audience, and uh, all of our guests. I mean, we've had an amazing show. We addressed a lot of topics uh, tonight. The stuff I did not get to, I will get to uh, tomorrow. Um, God bless all of you. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Rory Soder Show. And I do want to say. Uh, rest in peace to Stan Lee, an amazing man. Um, uh, take care, everybody, and uh, cheers. We'll see you tomorrow night.
0: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.